0: And enter promo code FTM400, that's F-T-M for firing the man, 400, to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission-free. How much money does Amazon owe you?
1: What else do you do? So I signed up for the Army. I've always wanted to own my own business since I was picking potatoes at seven. I had my first $100 day, that was a bump. My first $1,000 day, you know, and and it just progressively built. Welcome everyone to the firing the man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Shomer and Ken Wilson.
0: So on today's podcast, we're going to talk to Ken and get to know Ken his background, his upbringing. Can I think a critical part of your story is your upbringing? So let's start there. Tell me about your childhood. So my childhood,
1: I uh, I grew up in a small rural town in eastern Missouri, uh, about sixty miles west of St. Louis, and there was about two hundred and twenty people in the town, so it was massive. <laughs> and we pretty much entertained ourselves by playing in cornfields and. Uh, digging trenches, and you know, w- there was a, a lot of a lot of kids in the neighborhood. So yeah, and i i have a uh, I have eight siblings. I had to think about that one. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have eight siblings, so there was always something going on around my house. There was always somebody to play with, somebody to hang out with, um, someone to get into trouble with. So yeah, I was I spent most of my childhood outside as a terror terrorizing the neighborhood and getting into trouble, and projects i had i have an older brother and him and i would always we would find things build things and you know we played sports just like most kids i think i was seven or eight and the neighbor my neighbor said hey you know uh i need someone to help me pick potatoes in the garden and uh, i'll pay you a um a dollar and at that time that was a lot of money i was like all right So I would consider that my first job, I was probably seven or eight and I got a, I, I worked for probably two to three hours and I picked, I don't know, a hundred pounds of potatoes, loved them up, put them on her porch. And she gave me the, it was actually a, um, oh, I think one of those, like a a golden dollar, like a, like a, a coin, a dollar coin. So at the time I was like, Sweet. Took it home, had my chest puffed out, said, look, mom, I just got a dollar for picking 100 pounds of potatoes for, you know, the neighbor. And and my mom said, oh, you have to get that back. You should do nice things for people. (laughs) And that was so foreign to my brain of giving money back after working really, really hard. But I did. I
0: listened to my mom and I I took it back. Very nice. Very nice. I grew up in a small town. What was next after I uh, went to high school? What did you do after high school? Yeah, so
1: after high school, I, I went to community college for uh, a couple of years. I got a job, so I was working full time and uh, going to college. Uh, you know, the job that I had was in a it was in a, a clean room environment. I mean, I, I had multiple jobs, but the the main the main job I had uh, after high school was in a, a clean room, and you know, it was just like any other job that you have. It was. Not something that I, I was really thrilled about, and I needed, I, I knew I was like, you know, I, I'm not going to do this for a long time. I need, I need to go to school and learn and, and uh, you know, improve myself. So I went to community college for a while, and uh, I actually got uh, laid off in the, the dot com bust of 2001. No kidding. And uh, at that time, I, I, I had an associate's degree. And I, I was like, well, what am I going to do? So, you know, I, uh, I decided to put the chips on the table and join the army, and and uh, you know, travel the world. All right. Uh,
0: now, what what year was that that you joined the army? That was in two thousand and one. Okay. Were we? Pardon me. I don't know my history that well. Were mm-hmm. we at war with with anybody? No. So. <laughs>
1: Funny you mentioned that, I, you know, I signed up personally to, to get free education. Like I said, at the time I had an associate's degree and I knew I wanted to go, you know, further in my education and I wanted to travel the world. So I, I signed up in a, what's called the delayed entry program where you can you get six months to kind of wrap up your affairs and, and everything. I had a house to sell. I, I was I believe I was twenty four at the time, so it wasn't like I, I was eighteen and, and at home. I, I had a house and a job. Well, I didn't have a job, I was laid off, but I had a house and a car and everything. So I spent six months, you know, kind of prepping to, to leave, uh getting in shape, running and, and uh September eleventh, I'm pretty sure everybody's aware of that. I was actually getting new carpet in my house to sell it. And I was leaving and less than 30 days to the army and we had no TVs plugged in because we were getting new flooring in the, in the, in the condo. And immediately a, you know, one of the carpet guys said, Hey, uh, there's he heard on the radio, Hey, there, there was a plane that hit the trade center. And I was like, you know, holy crap. And then about five, 10 minutes later, he, another guy comes in and said, Hey, a second plane hit the, hit the uh, building in New York. Not, and so we got a TV out, plugged it in, and I knew right then and there I was I was going to go to war. Now, what was
0: going through your head? You have six months to get your affairs in order, and during that time, America is attacked. Well, <laughs> a lot of things, like like what the hell happened? Who
1: did this? I had every intention to travel the world, and but at that point, I knew. I always think like, well, someone someone has to do it. Someone has to go, and you know, I had a large family, and I thought, well if someone has to go do this, it, it, it might as well be me. And sure, it's scary. And, you know, you question everything. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to step to the plate and and deliver. So I was like, you know, I just bit down on it and, and I just plowed forward. So. All right. Now, what what comes next? You sell your house, you show up to boot camp? Yeah. So I sold the house. Before I went to boot camp, I had a, I had a, I jetted away to Vegas and watched the UFC. That was absolutely amazing before I, before I left the boot camp. So yeah, show up at boot camp, do the do the whole bit, you know, get screamed at, run around, and I had a recurring nightmare in boot camp where I would dream that I signed up for the army and I would and I would I would have nightmares about signing up for the army and and that I was in boot camp and then I would wake up and boot camp. Oh no. <laughs> so, uh, so I, yeah, I was in Georgia for I believe a total of 11 months. Uh, boot camp was only three months. I actually, I think it was 10 weeks. I can't remember. Uh, and then I, and then I had um signal training. I, I was a communication specialist in the military, so I stayed for about five or six, five, five months for. You know my job training and then another month for a satellite training, and then at that point they they sent me to Germany. so I went to a unit in Germany. My unit I believe that we deployed within a year of me being in Germany so went to we went to uh, we deployed to Kuwait and we staged in Kuwait uh, for the invasion and for the next you know the next twelve months I spent you know in various sites in in Iraq. Uh, as a communications specialist, providing uh, phones and internet to the warfighters, and it was quite an experience. and you know I have a lot of I have a lot of friends still to this day, and uh, yeah, it's 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 an experience that i you know it's something I do not regret. It's something that I wouldn't want to do again, but um yeah, I mean, everything is for a reason. so awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for your service. yeah, And what comes next? I get out of the Army, and I believe it was 2005, 2006 range. You know, I, get a, I land a job with Department of Defense, you know, the top secret clearance, so that I leveraged that to get a job, and uh, got a job with the Department of Defense, um, working in communications, and uh, finished my degree, uh, bachelor's degree, and I went into a cybersecurity program, uh, a, a master's in cybersecurity, uh, I got about a year into that. Uh, this was all while working full time for the Department of Defense. I got a year into the cybersecurity program, and I and I realized the only jobs at that time for for the program that I was in were on the East Coast for the Department of Defense. And and um, I saw the writing on the wall that I was going to have to drive an hour and a half or two hours one way to the Pentagon or to whatever unnamed location that I had to go to for work. I'm sure you're. Um, aware of Edward Snowden and, and those types of programs. So some of the work that I was doing was, was it, was with those types of programs. And I had a, the program that I was in was going to push me deeper into that space. And I, and I didn't like that. I didn't feel good with that. It was, it was that along with, you know, not, not wanting to move, relocate to the East coast that just made me uh, switch, switch directions a little bit. So uh, I believe it was 2000 and In 11, I I decided to switch from um, government work to commercial work. And then I I switched to uh, working for a commercial telecom company.
0: Okay. Okay. And you've you've been there ever since? And I have been there ever since, yes. Okay. So when we were talking about starting a podcast, you threw out the name Firing the Man. And uh, we looked at each other and said, that's it. That's the name. (laughs) Tell me about that. Tell me about... Firing the man, your goals, and what ultimately led you to e commerce
1: yeah so so my father he you know he worked in a in a factory his his entire life, actually the same company, so you know that generation i i don't want to genera- i don't want to generalize people, but my father's generation that's what they did they they got a job and they stuck with it, and they worked there for their entire career. I saw the writing on the wall the companies that I'd worked for. You know, they're they're starting to eat away at the benefits, you know, you don't get raises. You you for our generation, you have to move and switch jobs and and you know, you have to hustle to get ahead. And I, you know, I just did not want to stay at the same company and just barely get ahead my whole life. So, you know, I had a couple of significant events in my life. You know, I had a, a, a good friend of mine that, that passed away with cancer, his name was Paul, and that really Resonated with me, like, hey, you know, like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, I, I had all these thoughts. I've always wanted to own my own business since I was picking potatoes at seven. It was a lack of confidence that always um it was in that that little voice in the back of your brain saying, "Hey, nah, you can't do that. Nah, stop. Don't think that way." um Well, finally, you know, I said, "Hey, it's it's time to you know." Shit or get off the pot, right? Mm-hmm. As my mom would say, I, it was uh, January of 2018, and I, I, I was on uh, Christmas break, and I always spend a lot of time with my kids. And I think I was just thumbing through, you know, YouTube videos, and I ran across a YouTube video about, um, you know, this this uh, guy selling on Amazon, and, and 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 his garage was a Lambo. And I was like, if this kid can do that, I can too. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I pretty much drilled into that specific space. And for the next three months, I learned everything I could about it. And within three, I I launched my business in February. And I believe it was mid-May of 2018, I made more money. On my business than I did at my day job, mm-hmm. and and at that point in time, I went all in. I knew like I I had the confidence at that point like hey I, I can do this I know I can do this I'm gonna go all in you know and, and along the way there was lots of uh, you know mentors and lots of books uh, I I think we talked um, prior um, rich dad poor dad I read that book and that had a had a massive impact on me um, tons of other books along, along the way but. Yeah, in general, that that was kind of the, you know, the the triggering events for me.
0: Okay, and you know, in, in hindsight, you've been you've been doing e commerce for quite some time now. Uh, in hindsight, are you glad you did it? Absolutely. The
1: I the only the only regret that I have is not to do not to have started earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. You talked about that lack of confidence, and I know that was something I certainly experienced. You know, I. Uh, my background's accounting. Uh, what what business does an accountant have selling online? Would you say that that your background prepared you at all for e commerce, or was it mostly self taught?
1: I have pulled a lot of experience from all the jobs I've had in my life, and as I reflect back on, you know, I've had tons of jobs. I've sold peaches at a roadside stand. I've umpired baseball. I've refereed soccer. You know, I've worked in you know a half dozen fast food restaurants. Uh, I drove a forklift for a while in a warehouse. I was an asphalt laborer for one summer. You know, I worked on roof tear offs. Uh, I was a dishwasher at a truck stop. Um, I had a lawn care business for one summer. Uh, I worked in a warehouse, stocking shelves uh, and doing the shipping and receiving. And you know, probably the probably the most classic job that I that I had. Uh, You can laugh if you want. It's it's all good. Uh, But I, I went to the store my my older sisters were in girl scouts and i think i was probably like six maybe or seven in that range eight something like that and you know they were just standing there like standing there with a with a stand and a, and a box a stack of cookies hoping that someone would stop by and buy them you know and i was just sitting there and i was like you know, how are we going to, you know, even if the, I was like, how are we going to sell those? And my mom's like, they're selling them like that. And I was like, oh, hell no. So I grabbed two boxes of cookies and ran out to where the shoppers were coming in and out. And I started saying, you want to buy Girl Scout cookies? And within two hours, I sold more Girl Scout cookies than any other Girl Scouts. You know, David, an, another thing that's been very crucial, you know, in my life and in certain sections is, is to surround myself with like minded, positive people. Uh, you know my girlfriend she 's been super supportive, and it 's really nice to have that support system surrounding you you know in fact it 's crucial to have a good support system to support you and motivate you and you know just kind of build your momentum and uh you know believe in you that you 're going to succeed so you know that like i said that just surrounding myself with with supportive positive people has been a, a game changer. For if you
0: liked today's episode, please smash the subscribe button. Boom. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A com and enter promo code FTM400 that's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free how much money does Amazon owe you?